Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. I hope that this beautiful day finds you well and uh, in good spirits and that this summer is uh, starting off as good as it can for, uh, for all of you. So today I'm going to spend some time on a really, really, really important uh, topic. And this topic is around stigma and mental health and challenging our own biases. So many of you will understand that obviously I am a social worker in private practice and so I spend a great deal of my time supporting people who have really, really struggled with many very complicated challenges and some of them are developmental in nature and some of them are long-standing intergenerational trauma-based and intergenerational poverty and intergenerational mental health issues. So there's there's really, really some very complex needs, and I see this every single day. So I have, obviously, a very particular bias around um, how judgmental people can be and how we can assume um, so much from what we just see on the surface level. And I really believe, like Steve, I think it's Steve Harvey, he, he used to have a radio program that was called and, um, The Rest of the Story, this might be dating myself here, but um, but I guess I've always been a believer that there's always more to the story, and sometimes we need to ask a few more questions and dig a little deeper and try to empathize and understand that there is cause and effect, and there's a reason why people are presenting the way they're presenting, or there's a reason why people have said something the way they've they've said it, and behavior is communication, and it's up to all of us to try to figure out what people are trying to say. But that's kind of a long-winded uh, way to get to the point. So today, I wanted to talk about our efforts to reduce stigma around mental health and um and disabilities of all kinds. And I'm really, really passionate about that. But I just happened to hear a song on the radio by a fellow country music musician. And, you know, music to me, I I know you guys know that I'm a social worker in private practice now, but I'm also married to a Canadian country music artist. So country music is a big part of my life as well. And I have the most utmost respect for everyone that I've met um, in this business. I often feel like country music artists and the family that we've grown um, to love and admire really are so, uh, so much like social workers or helpers in terms of their compassion, their willingness to give free concerts and to give their time towards good causes and to be real um, change makers. So I have the utmost respect, and I guess I'm taking a bit of a risk right now by sharing my thoughts around a recent song that I've heard. And so there's been a few controversial songs, more than a few in country music, without question. Far too many country songs focusing on our need to drink alcohol to solve all of our problems, for example, but that's another conversation. Today, I'm going to talk about um, a song that's called Broke, that's a new release by Dean Brody. And again, I love Dean Brody. I don't know him personally, but I love his music. I love how creative he is. I love his messages many, many times, and he's brilliant at his work. So, um, you know, I encourage everybody to, to listen to him and to learn from him. And that's why I'm bringing this song to this kitchen table conversation, because the lyrics go something like this. 16-hour days, overworked and underpaid, was just the way of life for my old man's old man. If there's one thing I've learned, 
What you make is what you earn, and you stick it out without sticking out your hand. Getting by on getting by, it ain't no joke. We got a name for things around here that don't work. Broke. If we fell on hard times, oh well, I'd spend my last dime making sure that my family was fed. Yeah, but some old poor folks will choose to blow it all on booze, and half the time it's that fool that ends up with half my check. Too much month at the end of your money, a day in the life of a man from the country, breaking your back and working your knuckles to the bone, bone, bone. We don't live off another man's dollar, just sweat and red dirt stained on a blue collar. Our nine to five is five to nine all day long. Getting by on getting by, it ain't no joke, no. Yeah, we got a name for things around here that don't work, and that's broke. It ain't much of a life when you live that life for free. Yeah, sitting round all day never sat quite right with me. Too much month at the end of the money, a day in the life of a man from the country. So there's a few more and and a few more lyrics here, but I think you get the message. And, you know, as parents, of course, we do our best to try to help our young people understand that they need to contribute, they need to do their part, that we're all a team here and that we have to work for the money that we get. And hopefully we're able um, to work in a, in a, and choose a career that we love and are passionate about. I'm forever grateful to be able to do the work that I do. Um, and I never lose, I've never lost sight of how lucky I am to have had the support that I require, that, that was required in order for me to get to where I am. Um, have I worked hard? Absolutely. I've got nine years of post-secondary education and some of which I had to you know, really struggle and work full time while I finish my master's degree. And sometimes I wonder how I did it, but I'm grateful that I was able to do it. And some people aren't able to do it. And I think that's the point that I really want to make. I've never met a lazy kid. I've never met uh, an adult who is possibly on developmental um, services or, or, or Ontario Disability Support program or even Ontario Works who would prefer to be on that system support rather than working um, and being productive and being successful. People who don't work in this country don't work because they are unable to at this point in time and we do have a system that's full of flaws but we do have a system that its intention is to try to make sure that our supports are temporary except for when there is a disability and it's lifelong. Um, and so sometimes people take supports from your paycheck, for example, Dean Brody and other people who feel this way. Um, and is our system perfect? And is there opportunities for more jobs and vocational training to allow for everyone to have an opportunity? in more informed practices, in more supportive communities? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm an, a huge advocate for that because I do believe that everyone needs to have a purpose and everyone needs to 
do something that they love, have some people that love them and uh, have something to hope for and have something to do to keep them busy. So I believe wholeheartedly in all of those things. So fundamentally, what Dean is saying here is, is not entirely wrong. And I can remember my father giving me similar advice when I first started to, to work part-time. And, you know, he said, you get out of life what you put into it. If you go at life with a half-assed attitude and half-assed effort, that's probably what you're going to get. Um, and he wasn't wrong. And that was motivating for me to, to work and to be self-sufficient. But I can honestly tell you, when I fell on hard times, there was a big part of me that felt like I must have created this. And I must be somehow deserving of this hard time. So how do I fix it? Which, again, was motivating, but it was also self-blaming and at times very, very difficult. And it made it very difficult to ask for help, even though I would have really liked it. So I think that this is a really important conversation for all of us to bring back to our kitchen tables. Again, not to blame or to shame or to be mad at anything that's written. I mean, this is a, this is a great song. But it also sends messages that can really perpetuate the stigma that some people who would love to work and who can't or who work every day so hard at being the best they can be only to run into difficulties that are outside of their control. I work with people who get up every morning at five and don't get home until 7.30 and they work like heck for three or four or six months and then all of a sudden they're crashing and burning or they're getting into accidents or they're having socially some difficulties because their processing speed isn't quite right or they're not able to communicate or deal with frustration or stress or their nervous system is on fire. I mean, there's so many hidden things that are going on for people that make work really, really difficult. And we need to understand that and we need to stop assuming that everybody gets out of life what they deserve because I can tell you that bad things do happen to good people. So thanks so much for tuning in and I hope this comes back to your kitchen tables. With many thanks, Angela. Angela.